Life is a tough road, even for the best of us and most fortunate. So often we'll have people cheering us on, telling us to keep one foot in front of the other, keep your head up, keep moving forward. Keep climbing that mountain. Climb that ladder. But destinations matter. Nobody ever tells you where to climb to, where to make the distance, and how to make it right. And we explore that with the climb. Because sometimes, the destination you're climbing toward is not where you want to end up. I want you to kill her. A voice echoed, low, monotonic, unwavering. In front of me was my mother, crucified haphazardly upon a ramshackle wooden cross. Rivets were driven through each palm, with rope fastenings in place around her ankles and shoulders to keep her in position. Her eyes, red and cracked from exposure, pulled open by tape to reveal pupils dilated with fear. Her mouth was sewn shut, muffling her tired pleas. This is hardly in existence, the voice licked. I surveyed my surroundings. I was in a small, square room with metal walls no larger than my studio apartment. The roof, however, was missing, replaced by an empty void that seemed to stretch endlessly into the darkness above. After about five feet in front of me was my mother, writhing weakly against her restraints, five feet behind her an impossibly tall ladder stretching into the abyss. What are you waiting for, as if you care? The voice prompted. Who was talking? Was this voice, where was this voice even coming from? The warm presence swaddled me like a warm blanket. In one swift surge, the gravity of the situation dawned upon me. I didn't know where I was. I didn't like being lost. I felt the kick of adrenaline into my bloodstream, my heart beating against my ribcage. My hands clammy. I clenched them repeatedly, open, closed, open, closed. I needed to get out of here. End her. My gaze dashed to my right-hand side to find a surgical stand stocked full of pain-inflicting paraphernalia. A knife, a rope, a pistol, razor blade, full needles, strange pills, and powder. An arsenal fit to maim, disfigure, and destroy. I reached for the razor blade. I could cut the stitching out of my mother's mouth, garner some insight into what the fuck was going on. An arsenal. Uh, my mother always knew what was going to what was going on. With this razor blade in hand, I walked gingerly up to my mother, whose eyes lit up as I approached. And through all the pain, tears, and stitches, as I drew closer, she smiled. I held up my left hand to coddle my mother's face with the razor blade still pinched in my right. As she nuzzled her face into my palm, I cracked. I wept harder than I have ever wept before. Full-bodied, racking sobs crashed over me. Because it didn't matter how bad anything got. It didn't matter how broken the situation or how broken the person. My mother is just happy I was there. I steadied myself and lifted my right hand, trembling as I drew closer to her face, ready to pick up and away at the stitches to the best of my ability. The first few snapped, and then, until all the stitches had been split and liberated her mouth from its cage, I exhaled, raggedly leaning back to look deeply into my mother's eyes. Mom? 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 But as tears fell down her cheeks through her warm, loving smile, she uttered only one word. Climb. 
I peered past her toward the ladder. When I looked back towards her for reassurance, it took a slow, simple nod to realize that this is what I had to do. And as I walked slowly towards the ladder, she murmured one last thing. I love you. I love you too, Mom. I never said that enough. Then, with the razor blade still in one hand, I climbed. I climbed with determination. I climbed for what seemed like hours. I climbed past broken rungs, and even when I was tired, I kept climbing. I cried as I climbed. But I pushed through with snot dribbling down my chin and tears clouding my vision. I reminisced as I climbed. I climbed through good memories, and I climbed through bad memories. I climbed through the time when I had the flu and my mother came to do my laundry, and I climbed through the time my girlfriend cheated on me. I climbed because I was sick of this dark room. I climbed to make my mother proud. And as I climbed, the darkness subsided, opening itself to light. I could see where the ladder ended now. I could see my way out. As I placed my hand on the last rung of the ladder and pulled myself up over the edge, I was overcome by brightness. The light subsided, and as I got my bearings, I found myself on my back in my bathtub still clutching the razor blade. Urgent knocking on my bathroom door roused me from my daze. It was my mother's voice. I got up out of the bathroom and placed the razor blade on the shelf walking toward the door. And as I flung it open, she looked at me. She looked at me and she knew. She held me in her arms and we sobbed. I wouldn't know how to live without you, she whimpered. My climb had just begun. So the thing with visual metaphors and allegories is a climb could have meant the actual, and the, the, the parallels between the markings of a razor blade and the rungs of a ladder versus climbing out of the darkness and facing the light. The light being so bright, people think of the light as this good thing, and it can be. But when you've lived in the darkness and when it hurts, it can be blinding and oppressive and hurtful and drive you to places you don't want to go. I know from my own experiences, and I'm generally re relatively open about things that happened four years ago as a father of a child, um, only a year old, been married for 11 years nearly, and things had been already hard and multiple layoffs and, and things had led me to, despite all these wonderful things in my life, to consider to the point of nearly breaking things that have just even knowing that how close we got hurt my family. And then in the last year, my wife's own brother took his life. And I'm not here to, to make people feel bad and to dwell, but we often talk in horror stories about the things you lose when you're harmed. But absence, when you take your own life, you take life from others, you take your existence and, and that future that we all dreamed about away. And that's not the guilt because... I look in the mirror and I, and, I, and I already feel enough of my own guilt every day when I look at the people that I find beautiful in my life that have stuck by me. However, it's fucking hard. And stories like this, so well written, at the same time I would be remiss at the end if I didn't look into this camera and say, hey, we all enjoy these things and many of us who like to play in the darkness and enjoy it also have been touched by things that hurt us. Most people feel some pain but a lot of people who might, may or may not hang out in, in these particular circles also 
maybe felt it a little deeper, maybe in our upbringing, the things we've gone through and the things that keep us hanging by a, by an edge. I often mention that feeling of plastic, you know, like when you have a lid and you just keep bending it like where, where it's got like almost like a latch and it's just that plastic eventually changes color to a white from like a blue or whatever it is to the point where eventually it breaks and you risk all the content spilling out. Except when you go through what we all go through, you hold so tightly to whatever safety you can have. And eventually when that latch breaks, you find out that there's nothing to fall out anymore. You feel empty. And I say these things because I don't want people to feel like they can't fight through it. Even among people, I felt alone. And I know that other people may also feel that. So I hope that in time, you find what you need if you are going through something. Find Find connection and community, whether it be the horror community or things you enjoy. But when you make the climb, climb towards better and not worse. Thank you for taking the time to listen and take care.